Muslim representation in board games and the role of Jesus in Islam. On this episode of Board Game Faith, the bi-weekly podcast exploring the intersection of board games, spirituality, and religion. Today, with special guest, Ali Karar. Ali, welcome back to Board Game Faith. Hi, it's very nice to see you all again and hear you back as well for those who are just listening to the podcast version. Uh, it's very nice to uh, be on this podcast. Again, I've been an avid listener. I was one of the first guests. Uh, very honored to be that one. And it's very nice to be back, uh, especially for a topic that I'm anxious to talk about. Thank you, Ali. We are honored to have you back. Uh, I think you 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 were our very first guest, and um, and that was just such a meaningful, fun, uh, important episode for us. And we're honored to have you back. Thanks for coming back. Um, and 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 by us, I mean not only me, but my intrepid and wonderful co-host. Hello, everybody. Kevin Taylor here. <laughs> Kevin, it's good to see you too. Same here. How are you? Yeah, pretty good. Pretty good. Good, good. No complaints. Good. good. Glad to hear it. Glad to hear it. Well, um, we were just talking a little bit before we went online, started recording this episode, that um, 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 Ali just returned from a a, a long trip. And um, Ali, would you mind sharing a little bit about that, please, with our with our listeners? Where have you been and, and what did you get to do? <laughs> Uh, well, I was in Pakistan, just meeting the parents, uh, something equivalent to what you would be doing at Thanksgiving, meeting the families. Uh, and then, so it was for me, because majority of my family, including my parents, my relatives, uh, my uncles, aunts, my in-laws, all live in Lahore, Pakistan. So I was went there to actually meet them, uh, see all of them check upon their health and of course have lots of food with them so so even though this was uh, this has nothing to do with any particular date or something but since i'm an expat in a different country so that's kind of a typical thing that i have to do on a regular basis sure sure how often may I ask how often do you get to see to go back to to, to lahore so normally it used to be once a year uh, but now I'm making it slightly shorter than that just because of the health of my parents. Sometimes I have to visit more frequently than that. Uh, okay. But typically, it's at least once a year. Okay. Minimum. Okay. And, and you fly there uh, from, from Saudi Arabia. Um, how how yes. long of a flight is that? How long of a trip? So the flight is, uh, <laughs> well, three hours if I go from Saudi Arabia to Pakistan and four hours if I come from Pakistan back to Saudi Arabia just because the earth is round. Uh, <laughs> don't want to create a controversy, but that's how <laughs> earth works, how it rotates. Sometimes the flight takes more because the, I'm trying to catch up with the rotation of the earth as well. Uh, that, 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 that makes sense. That makes sense. That That's, uh, no, we're, no, no controversies here. That sounds good. <laughs> That's our next episode. Our next episode is the earth really round on this episode of board game faith, but we're, this one, you're good. You're good. Um, so what, one of the, 
funny things I was just before the episode uh, with Kevin. So I came just back this morning. Uh, and one of the reasons why we were recording late as well for this episode was because my fight flight was slightly disturbed as well. So I came back this morning and uh, one weird thing happened, which has never happened to me, that I got the same bag of mine got uh, custom clearance issues both in Pakistan as well as in Saudi Arabia. So I was astonished. So in Pakistan, I asked them that, okay, what's the issue? It was a small hand carry bag. What's the issue? Uh, Well, not hand carry. I was booking it in the luggage, but it was a small bag. What's the issue? Uh, Why are you asking me to get it checked, open it and get it checked? Uh, And they said, well, uh, we cannot tell you, but get it checked. Okay, so I opened it. There were very few t-shirts and clothes and board games in it. <laughs> yes. So they checked it and then they said, okay, take it. So I said, okay, fine. I took it. Then I came to Saudi Arabia and all my other luggage came except that one bag. Interesting. And then I said, oh, that bag is not coming. Because in Saudi Arabia, actually, they do all the inspection before they send the bag on the belt, on the conveyor belts. Ah, So you don't have to take it through any of the scanners or anything. If it comes on the belt, you can take it and just leave the airport. That's it. You're done. So that bag wasn't coming. So I thought, okay, there must be some issue with that bag again. It finally came and the labels were marked with red tape and everything, red marker. So I picked up the bag, the security personnel, I tried to walk out and the security personnel came and said, we need to get that bag checked. So please come with us. Wow. And in Saudi Arabia, that's a very scary situation (laughs) because of the stricter laws. Mm -hmm, Anyway, mm -hmm. I went, I was sure there was nothing inside. Yeah. So anyway. I went and I opened the bag. They checked it again through the scanner. Uh, so first they checked through the scanner and said, no, we still need to see it again. So they they had put the red canine sticker on it, which meant it had been sniffed by the dogs as well. Even okay. So I opened the bag and then they checked. And again, they found only some board games two board games were there and some t-shirt and nothing else they tried to check each and every other thing and then said okay fine take it so they didn't give any explanation I asked them that what was it so that at least I know for future reason yeah. that I don't have to go through this kind of turmoil in the future but they never said anything interesting so my, my only theory that why that might have happened because one of the games was an unlock game box. So if those people who might have seen an unlock game, the unlock games, uh, now they come in a three game pack. Yes. So you open a box and there are three deck of cards in it. So I think when you scan it through a scanner, it seems like a bundle because these are long tarot shaped cards, but longer. Uh, uh. These are long cards. So they thought maybe I'm laundering some money bundles or something. Okay, okay. That's my only assumption because there was nothing else in that bag which they could have seen in the x-ray as suspicious. Yeah. So maybe they thought I was uh, sending, again, those money bundles through my luggage. (laughs) 
and uh, that's what they wanted to check once they had seen that inside the box these were just colorful cards yeah they yeah put it back in and told me to take them away that's so, so interesting. Anyway. So maybe one deck of cards like would have been okay, but this the, the the fact that it looked like yeah. three things bundled three together. Bundles. Ah, yeah. that makes sense. That makes sense. I bet you're right. I bet you're mm. right. Mm. Had and you've never had any problems like that before, like you said, going yeah. going back and forth. Interesting. Yeah, but interesting. Again, I never traveled with an unlock game box before. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> what was the other game you brought? Uh, it was Blackout Hong Kong. Uh huh. <sighs> nice. Nice. When you go back, do you say, "Hey, mom and dad, here are some games. You, could you play with me? Do you, do you do you ever play with your mom and dad?" Oh yeah, uh, yeah So great. on my last trip, uh, we played Catan a lot. Nice. Uh, I wanted to introduce them or play with them more simple games. And this time, have you guys played My City? No, but I want to. <sighs> I, I want to too, but I haven't. Yeah. Good? So, uh, oh, it's a lovely game. Oh, nice. uh, plus, the legacy element of it makes it so much more compelling that you can get many, many games out of it with just Mm. one simple rule addition every time you play. They just add one more rule, one more rule. So when you start the game, it's just very bare bones. So I thought that, okay, playing with the parents, that might be the best way to do it. Because uh, to gamers, you can tell them 20 rules and they would just start following. They know the mechanisms. They yeah. know how tile placements work. They know how drafting works. X, Y, Z. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But non-gamers don't work. Their brains don't work like that. So they can only comprehend few rules only at a time. Yeah. So my city breaks that because uh, its legacy campaign is set up in such a way that it will introduce you one rule at a time. You will play one game with it. And then it will slightly change a rule and you will play second game with it, slightly change a rule and you will play three games with it. And then it will introduce a big thing, a big change. So three games very similar, then a big change. Three games similar, then a big change. So I played the whole legacy campaign with them. So they played with me 24 games. Oh, that's awesome. And they were surprised as well that they didn't expect to finish the whole campaign with me but they were so invested in it that they finished it all with me uh, I, I want to now I want to get my city that sounds that sounds. I mean even more I want to get it now that sounds really fun yeah. especially what a nice endorsement for a kind of a way to ease it in uh, for folks maybe who aren't necessarily as much into hobby board games and and because uh, you're right I think you know if the more games you play the more you just kind of internalize almost kind of intuitively how mechanisms work. You just get used to how a game, and you don't have to, you know, it's not like you're learning from scratch from every game again, you know, whereas if, it, no, if you're new they, to a hobby. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead, Kevin. Yeah, they tend to shuffle different mechanisms. I mean, there's only so many mechanisms, so it's kind of a different version of something you've seen before and a different combination. So once you get some basics down, you, you start to see the patterns. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that that is, that's a nice, that's great memory. Yeah. Excellent, Ali. Well, we're uh, so glad to have you back and curious, um, give us some thoughts about uh, representation in board games. That was actually something I think we wanted to discuss when you were previously on and we uh, just ran out of time. So I don't know, uh, that's kind of a, not a very good segue. That's fine. Uh, (laughs) Here comes my slow pitch. (laughs) (laughs) That's fine because uh, the more time we get to discuss the actual topic that's better good, good. Uh, 
now for representation let me ask you something because then I will tell you that why maybe my opinion might be different so for example when let's say a female or a black person says that they want to be better represented in board games or any kind of media why do you think a black person let's say wants to be represented that he sees a a portrait of characters that you can select in a board game okay these are the different characters that you can play and most are white male for example uh, in a game why do you think they want to select a black male what's your opinion Kevin or Daniel why do they want that I I, I would imagine you just as human beings we simply want to see people like ourselves I think it's just a very basic human element correct but I'm actually going to say the opposite of it and I'll give you the long explanation because Hmm. that's the very very simple explanation that anyone will give that for example if we are talking about Muslim representation uh, in board games or any kind of media then uh, many people will think that this is because or any company why would a company put a Muslim character in the board game or present in a board game uh, they might think that it will be good for marketing in that kind of market so if they want to market towards more towards again more females more black men more XYZ more any kind of community more Spanish community they have to have a representation uh, from their portrait of characters so that they can feel a link to that story. That's the general consensus. But I, my point of view of representation is actually quite the opposite. My representation is that actually this gets gives a chance for someone else to understand you. That how hmm. do you feel? Hmm. So by representation, what I want not just the board game media board game is again we are a board game uh, podcast right now but this applies to any kind of art or media form that this representation has to be in all kind of media for Muslims because it's going to um, what I should say is that there are there have been different kind of portrayal or mindset that or stereotyping that has been created for Muslims and that needs to be broken so for example the Muslims know what they are they don't need to be reassured about that it's actually the other community who have created stereotypes about Muslims that Hmm. that's the stereotype that needs to be broken So, so what you're saying is it's not that we want to ha- create characters or situations to encourage people like that to buy the game. We actually want people not like that, not represented playing the game so they understand other people as human beings. Yes. Ah, very interesting. Subtle. It is. It is. That's fascinating. Mm-hmm. Correct. And I will take two big controversies to give the explanation of that because uh, Muslims in the mainstream media because the mainstream media the problem with the mainstream media is they always uh, give the news about the bad 
things that are happening in a community and not never the good things about what's happening in the community so i will take the two examples of this that they are not the true representation of what the muslims are and how they became the stereotypical image of a muslim so for example number 1 was the uh, jihadist mindset isis taliban whatever so whenever uh, the western media will see a muslim their mindset will go oh muslims are like that the reality is not all the muslims are like that that's a minority of the muslims mm-hmm. the not the majority of the muslims mm-hmm. so who can change that mind it's the media the mm. tv or the news is not doing that the news mm. is going to only show you either the very worst things that are happening mm. they will mm. never show that it's the all the other media that needs to fix that stereotyping that's happening mm. Mm. now why has that mindset been created what's the reality let me through this podcast at least uh, some people should know that what's the reality behind that mindset behind behind the jihadist mindset for example so for example um if you take quran i'll take go to the very basic fundamental law quran there are different ways you can distribute the quran and one of the uh, easy ways to distribute quran into two parts is that quran was uh, revealed in two different locations we call them makki chapters and madni chapters the makki means those chapters which were revealed in makka uh, city of makka and those chapters that were revealed in city of madina hmm. so Makkah many people again who have not read the history will think oh Makkah is the uh, again stronghold of muslims but actually that's exactly opposite Makkah was a secular city where at the time when islam started pagan paganship used to happen uh, there were idol worship uh, there were muslims in a minority at that time so muhammad was a makkan it was his home city he was born there he lived there uh, but he was a minority in that city and the muslims were a minority hmm. so all the chapters of makkah used to teach about tolerance used to teach about coexistence used to teach about living together peacefully whereas if you take medina chapters those verses of quran medina was the first islamic state establishment so majority were muslims all those chapters are that how the muslim governorship should be done how the rule of law according to islam should be done in a land of islam so quran has given us both the basis that for muslims who are living in a western world or a land which is not by Mus- ruled by muslims how do you live in that how do you coexist in that then use these guidelines and if a land is ruled by muslims then what rules or laws you apply in them don't mix them together mm-hmm. you cannot mm-hmm. enforce islamic laws in a country which is trying to be secular or which is not a, a majority muslim country 
So if I go in the West, I have to live by their laws. Then I have to learn to coexist with their laws. But if I'm living in a Muslim country, then I have to establish my own laws. That's two separate things. Mm-hmm. What they started to use, again, the extremist mindset, they started to use is, started to apply the laws of Medina, which is, again, Islamic laws, on other countries, which is not allowed by Islam. Islam gave us two separate rule set. So you have to understand these things. These people don't come up with that knowledge. And again, they represented a minority who thought everything is applicable, what's written here, for every time. Because there is a verse in Quran which says, the Christians are the best of the people for as friends of Muslims. This is a verse in Quran. But has anyone told that to the Christians that this verse exists in Quran? That Christians are the best friends of Muslims because they are not arrogant. This is the actual verse. And at other location uh, in Quran, there is also a verse which says, okay, go and kill the infidels. So what ISIS uses this verse but they never gave the context that this verse actually came during the war. Hmm. So when the war was happening and they were attacking the Muslims, so Muslims were on the defensive line. They were waiting for instructions what to do. So then the word of God was revealed that, okay, now you can go on the offensive. So they only picked that verse without any context and applied it for all their life. And that's how the extremist mindset was created, without the context. If you read the actual, again, you read slightly into the history of things or the detail of how this is set up, then you understand that, okay, Quran gave us both the guidelines. Quran told us to coexist with everyone. And when when does it tell us to pick up a sword for the defense? Mm -hmm. That's so fascinating. So, And that is not uh, made clear by anyone but if that representation is done better then maybe people will understand that okay this is so if there is better representation in games so for example there are better representation better themes in games about uh, how the Ottoman Empire rose up about it said that okay because there is a very big contrast between how Jesus lived his life and how Prophet Muhammad lived his life. Um, Again, Jesus said to uh, show the other cheek while Muhammad picked up the sword. But Muhammad didn't pick up the sword on the first thing. He showed the cheek first and there was a certain time when he picked up the sword. When the uh, governance was established and they started suffocating him they uh, put sanctions on him they stopped the food delivery to Muslims they started uh, lashing them out they started burning them in the desert when all these things started to happen then they started to pick up sword that okay now it's enough now we have enough power that we can actually start and show our force when these things started this is when and these kind of conquests can be shown in games. There are many games built on, again, the European conquest, uh, again, on many fictional conquests. But there are many themes which can be based on these actual conquests that were done. Ottoman Empire was 
nothing before. Ottomans were just uh, simple tribes, small tribes. But slowly they rose into power, such a big powerful, because of how they treated the people. They combined with each them because of their good treatment to them. That's how they came into power. If they didn't treat the people good, they wouldn't have ever come into that kind of power. They protected against the Mongol Empire, the common man. Mm. Otherwise, no one would have supported them. So these kind of themes, these kind of representation can bring those stories back to the common man who have forgotten these stories or don't even know about these stories. Right, that's the representation. That's so interesting. So you're saying that Muhammad goes to Mecca as an act of defense because the Muslims are being persecuted. Is that correct? Correct. I've never heard that. I always understood in my limited knowledge that it was sort of because they were growing, they naturally, like an empire, started to conquer. But it was actually they were – that was an act of self-defense. Very interesting. Yeah, because Muhammad was a Meccan city resident. The mm-hmm. first thing that was revealed to him was to save his life, leave the city. Mm-hmm. He went to Medina. From Makkah, he went to Medina. And in Medina, he was accepted. Everyone took his, uh, accepted Islam. And that became the f- first governance of Islam. Mm. Later on, to continue that, because they started continue to um, again oppress the Muslims in Makkah, then for the defense, they went back to Makkah. That, okay, you cannot continue this kind of oppression. And that's when he went back to Makkah. Hmm. But initially, he was never asked even to raise a sword in Makkah. He was asked to leave Makkah to save his life. I want to, this is, is, yeah, this is so interesting, uh, Ali. Yeah, I I think like heaven, you know, these are are things that um, I'm not, I wasn't aware of either. Um, I want to ask. I want to ask you um, in a moment. If, you know, if you can think of any games that maybe do a good job of this, or 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 if not, like what you imagine a game would be that would that do, does a good job of this. Before, if, just to kind of give you time to think about it, just a couple of reflections. Again, on hearing on hearing you talk, um, I love that idea that you share of games being a way. Um, yeah, certainly games can be a way of, of, of uh, representation in games can be a way of allowing people to see themselves in the games. And, that, and there's value and importance of that. But uh, representation in games, opening up an opportunity for us to put ourselves in somebody else's shoes um, and, and to, uh, to come to uh, understand a little bit better of, of another person's uh, life and context and story. I think that's, that's just so beautiful. Um, uh, it, you know, it, it reminds me j- just a little bit of um, of um, um, here in the United States. Um, I, I I I have a friend um, uh, who is uh, uh, who, who's African American and 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 speaks a lot on issues of race and racism, and um, and she has shared on a few different occasions that you know um, you know it's fine that she you know she'll sell you know, white people come to her and say, well, you know, talk to us about race and racism and things like that. And, but she's also said at some points, you know, 
uh, it's really important for you people who are white just to get together and talk about these things too, you know, and, and, and try to understand this, um, uh, uh, try to understand this um, without uh, appealing to a person of color and saying, well, tell us about, you know, what this is like. In other words, like it, there is some responsibility on, 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 on people to try to, uh, uh, there's a responsibility for empathy, sympathy, trying to understand the other, and it's not, it's it's not always the case. In fact, it's not the case that it's the responsibility of the other to try to get us to under, understand them. You know that 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 it's as it's it's our responsibility to try to understand and have compassion and sympathy and empathy uh, for the other person. And the other thing that you mentioned that just reminds me a lot of you know this issue of like taking a verse out of context in the Quran. You know that just reminds me of so many conversations. We have in Christian circles too, you know, about taking a verse out of context and just really not even thinking about, you know, where it came from, what was going on at the time, but still applying it, thinking that we can kind of apply it without without thinking about surrounding it. Anyway, I just that's those are so such valuable insights. Thanks for sh- that you shared, uh, Ali. Thank you. Do you, so do you think? Are, have you seen games that you think kind of get this right a, a, a little bit, or or if not? Uh, what do you think would would help a game to get this right? Does anything come to mind related to that? Or well, I think uh, games like uh, I don't remember the exact name of the game, but there was a game similar to uh, Pandemic, but opposite in role, uh, which was regarding Moses, because hmm. Moses' story of Exodus is very similar to how Muhammad. I had to flood with all the Muslims through the land as well uh, and again to save themselves that okay if we cannot uh, establish our own religion within the country of Pharaoh then we might better leave the country to save our lives that was one of the things so uh, the game actually used pandemic kind of system where there were cubes representing um Pharaoh's soldiers, something like mm. that. But I haven't played that game, so I'm not sure. really sure. But I've seen the video or a review long back. Uh, some of the mechanisms were a little wonky, but of course it can be matured up. And slowly you would reveal guards, and slowly the guards would come from city and slowly close in on uh, the people who are trying to immigrate. Uh, similar could be the theme of uh, Freedom Underground Railroad, uh, mm-hmm, one of mm-hmm. the famous games in which actually the black, uh, again, uh, people had to go through the, uh, again, the freedom movement, uh, had to leave the plantations and escape from the plantations. So those kind of mechanisms, co-op games, would be the best kind of things for these kind of games. When it comes to um, Ottoman era, then it can be competitive games even, where different players can be playing different kind of uh, empires, whether it's the Constantinople empires, the Ottoman empires, and they are at war with each other. And that's also fine, as long as both teams are represented with their own motives that what do they want to establish so the coin based games where they have their own set of objectives so if you have played any kind of coin based games or even game like root 
where they have their own certain objective rather than mm-hmm. having symmetrical objectives asymmetrical objectives as long as they achieve those then they are the winner and those objectives give you the theme of what they actually intended to do that there was the third army could be the again the mongol empire which was a trouble for both of those empire so again those kind of themes a root kind of theme could be applied to that as well mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it can be not only based on these big themes it can start with smaller representation as well um, one of the as i said that i will bring up those two controversial things one i've already talked about the extremist uh, jihadist mindset that again it has no basis majority of the muslims don't mm-hmm. even support that the second controversy which can be supported on much smaller scale in games or just by characters or how they are portrayed in games uh, can be about the Iran issue, the Iran recent issue about the hijab. Hmm. So, um, those who don't know, again, um, most people might have heard about it, that um, a girl was killed uh, by the local uh, ethnicity police ethical police whatever you want to call it uh, ethical police because uh, her hijab wasn't right or um, her her hair was appearing now let me be clear people think that this is being uh, forced by Islam and that's why this is being done but that's wrong that's the wrong impression Islam gives a guideline of what a person should be doing but nowhere Islam forces that a government can enforce this or person should be prosecuted if they are not doing something so Islam can recommend something there are some mandatory things so for example the five prayers that you have to do in a day is a mandatory thing you have to do it but then there are some recommended things there are mandatory things some recommended things Uh, and then some optional things so there can be recommended and optional things but it doesn't mean that you are mandatorily required to do them no the mandatory things there are only five one is that you have to believe in one god the prophet muhammad as the last prophet and all the prophets before him that includes jesus uh, the second thing is the five prayers third thing is that you have to do the fasting for the month of one month of ramadan you can go beyond it but month of ramadan essential you have to give 2.5% of your money to the poor in islam that is a mandatory thing no other religion says that but yeah, in right, islam right. if you don't pay to the poor you are no longer a muslim Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, cuz in Christianity we have this idea of giving to the church which will give to the poor, but some of it stays at the church. Correct? Fact, but for Islam it has to go to the poor. Often a lot of it stays at the church. Yeah, yeah. a lot of it stays at the yeah. church. Yeah. So, I I I really admire distinction. so much that that uh, that um that expectation in Islam. That's just that's uh, about you have to give this percentage to the poor. Yeah. yeah yeah and that's hmm. the minimum of course you can go above that yeah. and the yeah. fifth is to perform the hajj which is only obligatory if you have the financial means 
if you don't have the financial or health means then of course it's not obligatory so other than these five these are called the five pillars of islam if you are other than these five everything else is either a recommendation or an optional thing hmm. so if anyone is actually enforcing anything then that's not part of islam hmm. prophet muhammad didn't enforce that so a government might enforce it it's someone's a personal decision it's not out of islam so if a police is enforcing this then don't take it as that okay islam is uh, forcing this mm. and that's mm. giving a bad representation and mm. how it can be that representation can be rectified is that again two female characters can be shown both muslim one wearing a hijab and one wearing a decent dress without a hijab and that's also mm. fine mm. so people understand both are acceptable mm. that's Don't, so helpful because because the other way is the france way which is going to the other extreme that is banning the hijab altogether mm-hmm. that is also an extreme that you are banning uh, and doing an ethnic cleansing kind of thing So what you're talking about, like giving Muslim communities and and individuals just the choice of what of, of how they want to to live this out, whether to wear the hijab or not. Yeah, yeah. yeah. How they want yeah. to look. Plus, yeah. for the Westerners, for the non-Muslims to see, Muslims can look in both ways. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Don't think that mm-hmm. if someone is wearing a hijab or not wearing a hijab, Muslims mm-hmm. can still look either way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, they should mm-hmm. understand that as well, and they should accept that. Okay, they can look both ways. Yeah, it's up to a person's own level of belief. Let's bring that to, uh, for example, board games. Sometimes, uh, in a month, you will buy a lot of board games, right? And sometimes, in a month, you will not buy anything. You are not playing much board games. You are not buying much board games. Same goes with the level of belief as well. sometimes you are feeling very high in your level of spirituality and sometimes you are not feeling that much and that's fine that mm-hmm. level those levels go up and down yeah yeah human beings are like that yeah. it doesn't mean that makes you less of a good person or more of a good person people go through these phases mm-hmm. yeah no one should be prosecuted based on that we need to be more accepting to that that okay this is how life is i that's mm-hmm. so helpful thank you you know i i think i i had heard recently and i'd be interested to hear your your thoughts i i may be mistaken on this but i heard somewhere recently that the yeah that the <clears throat> the hijab itself isn't actually even um directly from the quran itself isn't or is, is it, it's it's or maybe it is but it's a recommendation but not a or do you know about is yeah. the hijab in the quran at all or how how is yeah, that yeah yeah uh, actually yeah. the word used in quran is a different word which means a covering uh which covers the head and extends to uh, extends up to the neck but what mm-hmm. the quran says is that extend it up to your front up mm. to the chest level mm. so the quran uses an old arabic word 
that word is no longer used that's why they use hijab so mm-hmm. many times actually people say oh even the word hijab doesn't exist in quran actually that's wrong because hijab word didn't exist at that time i see i see okay it's yeah that makes sense it's a word in arabic uh, it just has been transformed into now what we understand as hijab is the yeah. same thing but the description given is again the arabs used to have a head covering cover on the head but it yeah. used to come only up to the neck level yeah so yeah. but what the quran said was use that word and then said that extend that cloth up to your chest level mm. that's what okay. the quran referred so if Thank someone you. says hijab word is not there yes they are right mm. but technically they are not right because <laughs> the explanation is there again you have to right. just understand it better Thank you. But Thank you. Again, uh the second thing you mentioned that it's only a recommendation. Yes, it's a recommendation. It's mentioned there that yes, this is what you should be wearing. Uh but then also within the Quran there is a verse which says there is no compulsion in religion. Mm-hmm. This is a Beautiful. general term given in Quran. So yeah. which means that if something is becoming difficult for you then don't do it mm-hmm. i'll mm-hmm. tell you one of the stories from prophet muhammad's time there was uh, an apostle who came crying back to prophet muhammad and said that i have done the biggest against uh, biggest fault against my belief against my religion because i have broken the first pillar the so the crash uh, those were the people in the makkah crash came to my house and they were beating my parents and they beat me as well and they were going to kill me and they said that accept that allah is not the only god accept that say that and then we will leave you otherwise we are going to kill you and your parents so in front of them i said that yes i god is uh, allah is not the only god there are multiple gods that's what i said in front of them so prophet muhammad said well do you believe that he said no of course i believe that allah is the only true god that's why i came running to you crying so he said if they come back to you again and do that same you can say to them again that allah <laughs> is not the only true god right interesting so, so said, interesting there is no compulsion to save your life if you have yeah. to if you're being forced to say that mm. save your life mm. saving mm. your life is the most precious thing because allah knows your true heart mm. Mm. Wow. that's what yeah. what is meant by no compulsion in islam so if allah can break his most fundamental pillar then what about all the other rules to save your life wow mm-hmm. wow mm-hmm. This is so rich. This is so rich. Right, right. Goodness. Kevin, what are you thinking? I hear you. you yeah, see, you, no, you I have so many thoughts that I don't know yeah. that I want to, they're so deep. I don't know. I'm not which way, sure, which way to, to move because I don't know because Ali's got me thinking so much. It, it, context matters, especially for literary religions such as Islam and Christianity and Judaism that we end up having to make sense of texts that words as Ali said that word is it used anymore or it's changed or we have to take it in context about was it the part of the Quran from um Mecca uh, or from um 
I just blanked out. From Medina. 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 Thank you. Sorry. Head. <laughs> sinus head stuff. Um, yeah. So we have to take it in context. And, and back to the topic of Christmas, my, I've got a, my wife's uncle is a primitive Baptist, which is a very kind of, it's an odd, I shouldn't say odd, but it's an unusual offshoot. It's Calvinist Baptist. But he doesn't celebrate Christmas. And he said, well, celebrating Christmas isn't in the Bible. <laughs> and you know, he's right. Like, nowhere in the Bible does it tell you to celebrate Christmas. In fact, two of the Gospels don't record the birth of Jesus. So this is a contextual thing that not every Christian has to celebrate Christmas or have a Christmas tree, which isn't in the Bible or any of that. Like, it, context matters so much, as well as diversity, that some people love Christmas and and some people don't celebrate it at all, and and both are acceptable. It's not mandated that you have to have a Christmas tree. Now, is is Frosty the Snowman in the Bible? I think he is, isn't he? He is. He is. Okay. Okay. I thought so. He's, I was. Uh, the sure, an- yeah. yeah, he was the angel of death in the Book of Exodus. Made <laughs> him very uncomfortable. <laughs> Do do not look do not look into his button eyes. He exactly. was. Poor Frosty, it was a very dark time for him. Yes. Yeah, uh, yeah. So yeah, that it's a great have example. Pax Pamir Ali. I know. Pax, Pax not, Pamir. Not Pax Pamir. I know yeah, he's set a, in Afghanistan, but no, I haven't. Played and, that. And I love the game, and I got to play it with Daniel actually, and he deals with the issue of colonialism because you are playing tribes, and you can switch allegiances to the various groups at work. So it makes you sympathize. As you were saying, you sort of sympathize for groups that are watching these imperial powers and playing off of them for their own interests. So it it builds some of that sympathy, I think, because the British are ultimately just a tool, hopefully for local tribes to achieve their own goals. What, what I loved about that camera, we played it and I'm interested in your your thoughts too, Ali. It, it reminds me a little bit of what you were saying, Ali, earlier about you know it's, um, um, you know the importance of, of of valuing life and you know and and keeping alive, being alive, you know, and and uh, and no compulsion in religion. What I've the the kind of what I found interesting about that game was how you know, and I just barely got into it, um, you know, a lot more than I do about it, Kevin, but. You know this. If if we think of the tribes in the in the game as kind of your family, or as your family unit, you know the most important thing is to keep your your family unit alive. You know and safe and well. And it's and and it might mean at this point you're like oh oh yeah well we're going to go with the British for a little while or oh at this part we're going to go with the the Russians a little while or whatever. But the most important thing is is preserving and keeping alive this your 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 people. You know the 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 the, the folks around you. Anyway, that may not be the message of the game at all, but that was uh, that was kind of at least how I what I took from it. Um. Yeah, from from the comment about the Christmas tree that you made, uh, Christmas that you made, that uh, uh, you said what kind of Baptists they were. He is a primitive Baptist, which primitive. is a coming. Okay. It's sort of Calvinist thinking from John Calvin. Uh, but they were Baptist in organization. Yeah, because uh, then you can consider that Muslims are part of that as well. Because uh, Prophet Muhammad or what Muslims are taught is also the same, that uh, 
coming to the topic of Christmas, that we don't celebrate Christmas. We believe in Jesus Christ. We believe uh, in his prophethood. But before going to that exact topic, let me talk about the similarity or uh, the common thing between the two religions, especially when it comes to Christ. You will be surprised to know, many Christians don't know, uh, that Muslims believe that Christ will be our Muslims' leader in the coming age. Hmm. Hmm. So what you call as the second coming of Christ, we believe he will be leading us. But we don't consider it as a second coming because we believe that he was never crucified. Hmm. But he will be leading us. So when Christ comes, the Muslims will be following him. Hmm. He will be the leader. So, of course, at that time, these forces will be joining at Hmm. that time Hmm. anyway. But uh, coming back to the theory that we don't celebrate Christmas, because, of course, Christmas is not part of Bible or the religion because, again, it came from uh, winter solstice, had nothing to do with Christianity and XYZ. Again, I will not go into that detail. Uh, Let's talk about the actual things which make us common, which is Jesus Christ, which is the uh, prophet in Islam. So, the story of uh, his birth is actually given in Quran in complete detail, uh, which is exactly similar to or pretty much similar to what's given in the Bible as well. And um, there is a chapter in Quran, uh, Surah Maryam, chapter Maryam, or uh, Mary. Yeah. And she is the only female and the highest regarded female in Quran. The only female and the highest that. regarded female hmm. in Quran. Hmm. And all the event about her own birth, how she was in the temple, how she used to pray, how um, she used to be chased, and everything is given in Quran in great detail. Now, one of the things you have to realize is that Quran, uh, how it differentiates from Bible is that in Bible I've seen that there are long stories of prophets given in chronological order. Quran is not written like that. Quran is not set up like that. Uh, Quran used to come to give specific portions of the stories uh, about specific instructions. When the emphasis of any instructions was to be given, then a story used to be told about that prophet, about a certain incident. So certain incidents of prophets, each and every prophet are given. But not the complete stories in chronological orders are given. So, for example, uh, I talked about the Exodus, Moses leaving the land of Pharaoh. That story came, but it came in the context of giving guidance to Muhammad that similar thing other prophets have done now you must do the same similarly mm-hmm. about Noah and building of the ark and how very poor people used to believe in Noah and 
the rich people used to tell to him that okay if the poor people will stop believing in you then we will start listening about your religion but we don't want to be associated with the poor people so tell them to leave your religion then we will listen to you that was mm-hmm. the kind of statement that noha uh, people used to do that's the part given in uh, quran because how prophet muhammad started very poor or lower community people started to believe on him but the guidance was given they don't the religion is for everyone to accept someone big don't uh, push back the poor people who accepted the religion first so anyway coming back to the story but mariam's or uh, mary's story is given in a lot of detail to tell about for the story and that story was told to prophet muhammad so that he is aware about when the christians because a lot of christians used to be in medina and they used to inquire about these things from him so he could communicate with them and tell them that why he was part of the same legacy of prophets that used to come because in the end muslims that's why we believe that Abraham we are part of the same religion of Abraham uh Abraham had Ismail and from Ismail's family it prophet Muhammad came whereas from Isaac's family again the Israel family came so that's why that detail account encounter is given the only difference in the birth is that when the angel uh Gabriel came to Mary and told her about that a child will be born to her and she said that okay how will a child be born to me because i'm still a virgin no man has ever touched me so what he said was because that is allah's will so the word used in quran is kun fayakun when allah wills it happens so mm. that is allah's will So what Muslims believe is that the birth of Jesus Christ was a consequence of God's word. What Christians believe is that Christ was God's word himself, but Muslims believe that Christ was a consequence of God's words, God's will. Mm-hmm. So it was God's will and that's why Jesus Christ was born. and then all his miracles they are explained how he used to talk as a baby how he defended the chastity of his mother um about how he cured disease people everything the difference then comes the events of his death now what muslims believe for the death of jesus christ is again slightly more fascinating because what we believe is uh, and how quran explains is that the jesus christ was never given any kind of pain allah loved him too much and what he did was that he was raised and people were believed that they had crucified jesus so what how this verse has been translated that how would the people believe that he was uh, crucified was that judas was actually the one 
people assumed people started to believe that Judas when the Roman soldiers came they saw Judas again and they thought he was Jesus because Allah made him look like Christ mm-hmm. and it was Judas who was actually put on the cross and that's why Muslims don't use the cross symbol because we believe that is actually the Judas on the cross I've never heard that that's so interesting huh yeah so what we believe is okay so Judas was the one who was then forced to drag for his crime of betraying Jesus he was forced mm-hmm. to uh, drag the cross across the desert put the cross put on the cross and he w- bled on the cross whereas Jesus was hidden from the people at that time were hidden again that detail is not given but he was saved at that time interesting that's why when it is believed that actually uh, he was seen alive later in bible what muslims believe he was alive all the time he was mm-hmm. just hidden by god he was asked by god to hide somewhere and then he went and one of the reason why allah has told in the quran that he was asked to eat break bread and eat fish with the people after that so that people can know that he was not a spirit at that time he was still mm-hmm. a man he mm-hmm. wasn't mm-hmm. spirit he wasn't he didn't came alive back he was still alive he was still the same man and that's why he ate those things in front of the people but after that he said okay now my mission is over and someone else will come to guide you and then he left off this is where allah raised him to the heavens and he has still not died now his right. spirit has been raised and he will be sent down again close to the uh, judgment day to lead against the antichrist so that mm. is the muslim belief that's where the story differs yeah yeah that's mm-hmm. so interesting thank you ali so muhammad is the most important of the prophets because he was the last but is it fair to say jesus is the second most important because he has this special role and or is that not fair for islam oh uh, um islam actually states that of course prophet muhammad was the last prophet we give respect to all the prophets so for example mm-hmm. let me be fair in saying uh you might have heard about the controversies about prophet muhammad sketches for example we feel same kind of uh pain same kind of disturbance for any kind of prophet we give the same kind of value to every prophet the only difference is we don't believe that the person on the cross is the christ otherwise we would feel that pain as well but we give the same respect to every prophet because these were all prophets of uh the same religion we still believe moses spread the same religion whether you call it islam whether you call it religion mm-hmm. of god uh, the name of the religion doesn't matter it's the religion of god we mm. believe it was the same religion so they were muslims of that time 
those who believed Christ were Muslims of that time. So we believe in the same prophet and we respect all the prophets. So we respect Noah and Moses and Jesus and prophet all the same. The only importance Muhammad additionally has is that he completed the religion by bringing the last final book because at that time in um, Jesus' message he did mention that now someone else will come and guide you but in Mm -hmm. Quran the message was revealed that now the religion has been completed Mm -hmm. okay that's that's interesting so so then we understand that now there is no more prophets are going to come now this book is the final version because even uh, when Jesus came he did not disregard the laws of Moses he used the laws of Moses and said he will add on to them or he will modify them that's what he did mm-hmm. so the previous laws still remained and that's why the Old Testament and New Testament still remains in in Islam, are there certain um, uh, um, general themes that are associated with the teachings of Jesus as prophet? Like, like, is there kind of a shorthand way of saying, "Oh, you know, this this prophet taught us especially about this," or "This prophet taught us about this"? Or, or is there anything like that related oh, to the view of Jesus? Of course, we have the different miracles of each prophet. And the different teachings of each prophet. As I said that every prophet's story came in Quran to teach us about something very specific. um, About the specific nature and specific learnings from that story. That what do we need to learn from um, that story. Uh, So Jesus' story was the same as well. That how he needed... uh, Jesus' story was important about how... uh, Prophet Muhammad needed to establish his team of apostles. That how he needed to care about the community, how he needed to establish that community factor within that uh, team of his so that they can then spread the message across later Mm -hmm. on, once he's gone. Because Mm -hmm. now he's going to be the last one. No one is going Mm -hmm. to come after him. Hmm. Now someone else needs to carry that forward. Hmm. Prophet Muhammad said that the best apostles that were given were to me. Hmm. So, hmm. and if we see any other prophet's story, we will not be able to name any apostle of any other prophet other than Jesus or Prophet Muhammad. Hmm. Hmm. So, from prophet, each prophet, Prophet Muhammad learns something. Because these stories taught Prophet Muhammad something. Allah revealed these stories to him that these prophets came before you and this is what you need to learn from it. These are your lesson learned. Now improve upon it. And his improvement to me, my understanding is that from Jesus, of course, miracles are unique for each prophet. And other than his miracles, those miracles will not be repeated. Uh, what needs to continue is those apostles, 
those were mm. the miracle of his that without those miracles now those apostles will continue forever and ever mm. thank you thank mm. you well thank you for helping us understand and 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 get some ideas from a a muslim about what islam's about that's a that's not something and sadly we always get the opportunity to do so so thank you for that any particular games you're playing or well I, transition things you're interested in i just finished i think uh, um, because i just finished the my city legacy campaign right. with my parents so i hope to start mice and mystics most probably with my family now uh, i got its copy uh, actually i played the second part of it the it's called aftermath it's not very well known mice and mystics is very well known mm-hmm. but after mice and mystics um mm-hmm. david um the jerry hawthorne did another game called aftermath which was also with rodents and set in an apocalyptic kind of uh, setting but uh it wasn't very famous but i played it i really enjoyed it um so this time around i tr- thought i really enjoyed that i thought i will go back and try mice and mystics so most probably i will try that one out mm. cool cool good anything you're doing daniel what what, what game are you um, messing with these days thanks last night actually i i broke back out my copy of um um uh terraforming mars ares expedition mm-hmm. um i um and you know, which is kind of a scaled out version of of the bigger terraforming Mars, and 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 different rule set as well, uh, action selection things like that. I really I really like that game. I uh, I I've played it primarily solo mode. It's got a good solo mode on it. Um, I love it. It's really fun. Um, it's really I find it really hard if um, if the future terraforming of Mars depends on me we're all in trouble because like I've, I've i've never successfully terraformed mars but it's a lot of fun but always always the planet dies because i can never i can never uh get the temperature and oxygen and water levels up high no. enough by the end of the game so but it's still fun only, you're only playing it solo <laughs> or with family i i'm just doing that one solo i i um uh, actually though though kristen my wife Last night, looked saw me play, and she and she said, "You know, I think I'd really like that, and I I think she would. It's it's her kind of game. We 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 both love um, Roll for the Galaxy, which has a similar mechanism of you know act, action ex, a, activation um, that we can both take. So I think she'd really like it, but we just haven't haven't tried it yet together. So it's only been solo so far. Because yeah. I had the bigger version as well, and I just sold it off after Aries Expedition because it yes, was slightly really. much faster." Less tables hog, and yeah, uh, of course better artwork. So yeah, I love yeah. Barry's expedition, uh, and well, my story mode is available as well in case you want to play the multiplayer mode. Great, right? I'm glad you said that. Thank you. And they and and where can people find that? So it's available at http on slash slash bit bit dot ly slash karar k a r K A R A R Story Mode S T O R Y M O D E Bitly Great. slash Karar Story Mode. 
Okay, Great. we'll put Thank a link you. in the description below. Yes. Yeah. So. And, and and that's yeah. No, I'm so glad you said that, Ali. Thank you. And Kevin, how about you? Games you've been playing? Any game you've been cracking into? I got obsessed with this Wayfarers of the South Tigris. That mm. is something. Mm. It's from again Garfield Games, and it's sort of a set collection. Your your explorers um, from, I believe it's from the tenth tenth century Iraq. You're you're going along and you're trying to create a map and so you you go you can go out to land it's sort of set collection but it's a lot of interesting things going on neat so yeah i i know you've been you've been talking a lot about that it must it sounds like you really enjoy it yeah i I get kind of yeah i i mostly solo but yeah it just makes me mad so then i play it again (laughs) (laughs) just one more star one more vista well i'm very hopeful for South Tigris uh, because that theme is set in the region of Baghdad. Mm-hmm. And in the upcoming episodes, uh, or uh, not the episodes, <laughs> the upcoming series of that game, uh, what they have announced, I'm actually hopeful because one of the games, I don't remember the names of all of them because they announced three games at the same time. Uh, I think it's the second game in which actually you have to collect books. So that's actually based on the true historical fact of how Muslims collected knowledge from across the world because Baghdad used Mm. to be the knowledge hub at that time. And what Mm. they used to do was they used to weigh knowledge and pay in terms of weight how much knowledge books that you can collect scrolls you can collect they would write it down weight and pay in gold you that weight really that's so interesting to entice oh people that bring us wow. any kind of knowledge you can wow and we will pay oh. you in gold so people huh. thought okay poems stories whatever knowledge we have Greek history whatever they said whatever bring us that knowledge we want to collect knowledge and that's how they collected the knowledge that's and so that was one of the biggest libraries so again people talk about library of for example Alexandria this was actually bigger than that but again during wow. Mongol uh, invasion all that knowledge was lost because Mongols uh, put it all on fire and threw it in the water so all that knowledge mm. was lost but Again, mm. a lot of innovation was done during that time. Mm. Uh, because mm. if you see Muslim scholars, again, a lot of themes can be worked on. The majority of the medical equipment were invented by the Muslim scientists. Telescope, algebra, uh, chemistry, all these things were invented by the Muslim scientists of mm. those era. Mm-hmm. Later, mm-hmm. Europe actually took these things from Muslim scientists. Mm-hmm. and then worked mm-hmm. on them. The sad things, after the Mongols raided, Muslims were left with nothing, so the knowledge was left was in Europe, and then mm-hmm. they kept working on it while nothing was left in with the Muslims. So mm-hmm. all that history, mm-hmm. even people don't forget, the, uh, many people think the first flight was taken by the Wright brothers. But if you check the actual North history... Carolina. The first person who flew with wings, even before Leonardo, was a Muslim scientist who really? flew with wings. Well, he broke his backbone, but uh, in his experiments. 
but oh, no. he gave that concept that with wings that leviation can be done interesting right interesting so again a lot of these themes representation can be done to make people aware where all of this came from yeah yeah right yeah. Mm. and again mm. muslims have a lot to offer other than extremism <laughs> There is extremism everywhere. So yeah, absolutely. And in, in yes, yep, yep, for sure. Yes. Well, this has been great. Um, I, I wish we keep talking, but I know we've 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 reached our our, our yes, usual we episode limit. Should come to a conclusion. But thank you so much, Ali, and we will put links to your your work on YouTube and Story Mode and other contributions below. And um, and yeah. you're generally Karar Two K on those platforms, correct? Yes. K A R A R the number two. Number two. And then K. K. Number two and then yeah. K. On YouTube and Instagram. Yes. Yeah, no I thank you for me too, Ali. I, I didn't I didn't realize, I guess, when we until you mentioned it that you just flew in you just got back today and just get back today and record this episode is is so gracious of you. He actually used um, that original invention to fly and his arms he did, are really, tired really, right now. and no, and no broken back on the way either. That's good. That's good. I'm glad that's been it's been improved. Good, yes, good. Yes. Um, and no, it's just it's been great, Ali. You know, you, you began the episode episode by talking about the importance of representation to help um, to help us understand each other, and and from for different places, different circumstances, different backgrounds. And I, I think you have embodied that so well. This episode of just of uh, for our not for listeners who may not be Muslim, um, you've really um, you have you have embodied what you talked about. So thank you so much. You're we're really really grateful for you and for your taking time to share with us today. Yeah, it was right. great talking to you and uh, upcoming season greetings to you as well. Whatever you celebrate, thank you, <laughs> thank, you. thank you. Yeah, because True. again, everyone. Has a right to celebrate whatever they believe in. Uh, that's what coexistence is all about. We have to uh, be happy, and we hope we get to play a lot of games during that time as well. That's 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 what unites us all. That's right. We love it. <laughs> and speaking of which, next episode, um, I, um, Kevin, I didn't get to double check with you on this. I hope it's okay. Next episode, we're going to be talking about how to. Um, some thoughts on how to start board game groups in uh, in places of worship. That's that's uh, something we've we hear a fair amount of questions about. How how do I start a board game group uh, in my place of worship in my house of worship? We're going to be talking about that next time, and hope you can present for that. But um, but in the meantime, Kevin, how can how can people find us? And again, uh, if anything else uh, from you, Ali, on how people can find you. But um, Kevin, how about board game faith? Yeah, we're Board Game us. Faith um, on most all platforms, Instagram and on YouTube and uh, Facebook and info at BoardGameFaith.com if you want to shoot us an email. And I have a, there's Linktree. Remind me the Linktree address. Yeah, it's it's uh, Linktree, link, link which is ee slash BoardGameFaith. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we got a newsletter too. And, um, and Ali, again, how can people find you? Well, they can find me on Instagram and YouTube. My handle is Kara2K, K-A-R-A-R, number 2K. So Kara2K on Instagram and YouTube, you can find me there. 
and of course the, all the links are given there as well so that's where you Great. will find me excellent okay well a happy new year and happy holidays to everybody and we'll see you in 2023 take care right. thank you so much bye-bye thank bye-bye. you bye-bye.